0: May God speak to you through today's message from Senior Pastor Mike McGown. <laughs> Man, that Mark Strong, he's some kind of good dad, isn't he? That's right. Hey, welcome to Parkway Fellowship. So glad you're here. I wanna welcome our North Campus, joining us by video feed. Glad you guys are with us as well. I wanna welcome you to um, the next message in our series, Hashtag Just a couple of months ago, Before my daughter Libby started sixth grade, Amy and I uh, sat down to plan out a rite of passage experience for her. And so what we did was earlier this summer, Amy and I identified six areas or six topics that we felt like God wanted Libby to know before she started sixth grade. So here's what we did we gathered some of the significant adults in Libby's life and invited them to come over um, and we had assigned them each a topic that we wanted them to cover. And so we put them in different rooms or different areas of the house and Libby went from room to room and talked with each of these adults about these, the areas of life And topics that we had assigned them to talk about it was really really cool because libby had no idea who was in each room so and these people they covered uh topics like and they taught her about purity about not finding her esteem in guys or in other people about the importance of spending time alone with god daily what to look for in choosing friends who to to turn to for wise counsel, and the importance of family. And then, at the very end, Amy and I sat her down, and we talked to her about responsibility. And then we gave her a cell phone. And she loved it. I mean, she thought the whole thing was amazing, you know, especially the cell phone part. (laughs) But here's the thing. Here's what it did. It made an impression. It made an impression on her. It's an experience that she can always look back on that helped mark the transition from being a little girl to taking the first steps to becoming a young lady. And it's something that she can always remember and look back to because it also marked the transition of her beginning to take the responsibility for how her own life was going to turn out. Now, in American culture, we don't really do these rite-of-passage experiences very well, okay? I mean, the truth is, we don't really do them at all. In fact, in our culture, what we do is we just give our kids everything because the truth is, we want them to have more than what we had when we were kids. But when we give them everything, we inadvertently take away the opportunity for them to be responsible for their own life. And when we take away the opportunity for them to be responsible for their own life, you know what that does? That actually perpetuates their adolescence. It perpetuates their immaturity. It prolongs an attitude of entitlement, which we're gonna talk about in two weeks. But what if we decided that we would leverage natural seasons of transition in the lives of our kids or grandkids. And we leverage those to help give our kids a vision for who God wants them to become. What if we were to leverage those seasons to help our kids understand the path that God wants them to walk, and so that they could take on more responsibility for themselves about how their own lives were gonna look? What if we created experiences that would drive home life lessons that God knows that they're gonna need to just make it in this life? If we could do that, we would feel so successful As parents and as grandparents, right? And by the way, if you're a grandparent, everything that we're gonna talk about today is something that you can do with your grandkids or with your adult kids. And if you don't have children yet, then if you will take the things that we're gonna talk about today, the truth is, you're in the best position because if you'll take the things we're talking about today and you can put them in place, you'll be so far ahead of the game right from the get go. So today, we're going to look at a dad in the Bible that uses a rite of passage experience to pass the torch of responsibility to his eldest son. Now, although he doesn't do it perfectly, we learn an awful lot about how to make these rite of passage experiences meaningful and helpful for our kids. So today, um, let's look at a man named Isaac. And his two sons, Esau and Jacob. Now, by this time in life, Isaac is so old that he has already lost his eyesight and he knows that he's about to die. And so in one final act, he is going to pass the torch of leadership to, uh, from the family to his oldest son, Esau. Or so he thinks. So pull out your message notes. And let's start by asking this question. What can I do to help my kids grow up? What can I do to help my kids grow up? Here's the first thing that I need to do is this, is that I need to conduct rites of passage. I need to conduct rites of passage. Now, in the Hebrew culture, they had multiple rites of passage in a child's life. Uh, one of the first was when they were 12, they would take their first trip to the temple or to the synagogue. The, following year there was another one when they were 13 that marked the transition from being a boy to being a young man okay you know this as a bar mitzvah there was another one when they got married there was another one when the first child was born and in this passage that we're going to look at today we come to the final rite of passage where the father is going to bless his children, particularly his oldest son, and he is going to pass down the torch of leadership for the family to his oldest son. And this rite of passage is extremely important because these were the last words of the patriarch of the family, okay? And it was the blessing of the father to the son. So, We find it in Genesis chapter 27. Let's look at the first four verses. It says, when Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see, he called for Esau, his older son, and said to him, my son, here I am, he answered. Isaac said, I am now an old man and don't know the day of my death. Now then, get your weapons, your quiver and bow and go out into the open country to hunt some wild game for me. Prepare for me the kind of tasty food I like and bring it to me to eat so that I may give you my blessing before I die. Okay, so look, Isaac wanted to do a lot more than you know, just call his son over to his bedside as he was dying and give him a blessing, okay? He wanted to mark the occasion by a rite of passage. So he tells his son to go get his bow and his arrow and go out into the wilderness and kill some wild game. I mean, can't you just feel the manliness and the testosterone in this passage? I mean, it's awesome. It makes the hair on my chest grow. I mean, it's so amazing. And, and, And get this, and while he could have said it with his words, he thought it more important to say it with a challenge for his son and what was he trying to say? He was trying to tell his son that he believed that his son was now man enough to lead the family. Now, I'm not saying that you need to take your 10 year old boy and you need to just unleash him in the woods and say bring home dinner, okay? Not unless you want to eat turtle, okay? But what I am saying is this, is that you need to develop some kind of a rite of passage experience for your kids or rope for short is what we're calling it. You need, to develop, you need to develop some kind of a rite of passage experience for your kids. Now, here's the good news. The youth ministry and the kids ministry here at Parkway Fellowship have been working together to develop a rite of passage experience for every age kid. Literally, starting at one year old all the way through senior in high school. From one to being a senior in high school. And what they've done is they have filmed some videos about what you would need to do to prepare a rite of passage experience, how to conduct it, exactly what you're supposed to do, and they're doing it so that To give you the tools to make it effective and and cool and not like weird or awkward, you know, especially like if you have a teenager. Okay? So it's a big deal. And here's another thing. Next Sunday, on October the 12th, our kids and youth ministries are holding a parent summit here at the Parkway Fellowship West Campus. Now, or the West Park Campus. There's gonna be a breakout session for every rite of passage experience for every age group. And they'll walk you through exactly how to do these things. Because if you know how to do them and do it well, there are things that you can do once a year for each of your kids to help your kids take on more responsibility for their own lives. And like they did in the Bible, they all involve you as a parent speaking a blessing to your kids. Now, and that's, that's a lot more than just, you know, telling your kids that you love them and you think they're great, okay? It really is speaking life into your kids and giving them a vision of who they can be if they follow God and how to follow God's path in life. Now, grandparents, if you realize that you know, you never did any of this stuff with your kids. Like, it's, it, the truth is, it's not too late. Take your adult kids, like, like, on a big fishing trip or some other kind of a big experience to celebrate the victories in their lives. And when you do that, use that as an opportunity to tell them how proud you are of them, about how God has shaped them, about how impressed you are with the man or the woman that they have become. I'm telling you, if you've never done it before, man, they will drink it up. It would be a great experience It's so meaningful to you and to them. All right, second thing that we learn is this. Number two, my blessing must be verbal and specific. My blessing must be verbal and specific. Now, remember when I told you earlier that Isaac messed up the rope, the rite of passage experience for his kids? Well, here's what happens. Isaac had made it known for years that Esau was his favorite son. Okay, by the way, that's totally messed up. But that's what he did. And so when he sent his son off to do his rite of passage experience, Jacob, with the help of his mother, disguised himself as Esau And his mom took some wild game that they already had and fixed it just the way that Isaac liked it. And so remember, because Isaac is virtually blind, Jacob masquerades as Esau and tricks his dad into giving him his blessing. Now get this, in this culture, when a father gave a blessing to his son, that blessing could not be taken back, it could not be undone, and it could not be repeated to another child. And so, here's what Isaac says when he gives his final blessing to Jacob, whom he thinks is Esau. Look what happens. Genesis 27, 28 says, May God give you of heaven's dew and earth's riches an abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve you, and peoples bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers, and may the sins—I'm I mean, sorry—may the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed, and those who bless you be blessed. Okay, now here's what I want you to notice about this blessing. Okay, it is verbal. He doesn't want his son to you know just wonder if his dad believes in him or not. Or if they're just proud of him. No. Isaac tells him straight out. He doesn't, you know, let his actions speak louder than words. He doesn't let that happen. That works in some areas of life, but when it comes to blessing your kids, not saying it is the coward's way out. It is. And his blessing's very specific. Look what he says. He says that his son will have an abundance of grain and wine, that nations will serve him, that people will bow down to him, that he wants to be lord over his brothers and that they will bow down to I him. Mean, look, Isaac does a great job of being specific. And that's what you gotta do. When you do these ropes, you need to be verbal and you also need to be Specific. You need, to be ver- you need to verbally tell them that tell your kids that you think they have what it takes to be something great in life and that God will help them along the way and God's going to do great things through them. So not only do you need to tell them that verbally, but you've got to be specific, okay? Please, don't just tell your son how proud you are of him. Look, I mean, for heaven's sake, he can get that from a fortune cookie, all right? And he'll get lottery numbers to boot, all right? But you need to tell, be specific of why you're so proud of him. You're so proud of him because he's so intelligent. You're so proud of him because he's brave. You're proud of him because he's courageous and never backs down from a challenge. That you're so proud of him because he's got a real heart to follow God. You need to be specific. And you need to do all that with your daughters too. And when you're verbal and when you're specific, do you know what that does? It puts a knot in the rope of their life. Now what do I mean by that? Think about your child's life as a rope that goes from floor to ceiling. When you do one of these rope experiences, these rite of passage experiences, and you are both verbal and specific with your blessing of your child, that's like putting a knot in the rope. It makes it so much easier for them to go higher and farther in life. Look, I mean, you could climb a rope from floor to ceiling if you want to without knots. But it's just a whole lot easier if you have them. And so, what does strong look like? It looks like parents who intentionally put as many knots in the rope of the life of their child as they can. And they do that by being verbal and specific with what they see in their kids and what they feel like God could do in the life of their sons and daughters. I mean, strong families do that kind of thing consistently. All right. Number three, number three, find ways to bless each child. Find ways to bless each child. Now, as you can imagine, when Esau gets back and he finds that his brother has stolen his blessing, he flips out. He flips out. Now, you and I think, well, why can't Isaac just bless Esau too? Remember, once a dad gives his blessing, in that culture, he could not give that same blessing to another child. And Isaac has already said that all of the brothers are going to bow down to the one that he blessed. He just blessed Jacob instead of Esau. And so Esau totally wigs out. And look and see, as I read this, if you don't hear the desperation in Esau's voice verse 38 says Esau said to his father do you have only one blessing my father bless me too my father then Esau wept aloud see more than anything Esau wanted the blessing from his dad more than anything he wanted his father to bless him to tell him that he believed in him and that God was still going to use him for great things. He was so desperate for it that he wept. And if you read the story of Jacob and Esau because he did not get his father's blessing, it messed up Esau for the next 20 years. Messed up for the next 20 years. Why Because when he didn't get the blessing from his dad, it left a hole in his heart. It left a hole in his heart that he could not fill for more than 20 years. So what does strong look like? It's when you find a way to bless each child, because if you do not, it leaves a hole in their heart, in their soul, that cannot be filled any other way. Look, here's the thing. If you take away anything from this morning, take away this, that your son and your daughter, they need, they desperately need to get a blessing from you, that you believe they have what it takes, and that God is gonna do great things through them. And if they don't get that blessing from you, I promise you, it leaves a hole in their heart. And here's the thing, they will fill that hole some way, because if you leave a gap there, I can promise you, they will cry out to have that hole filled. And just like Esau, they would rather have anything than nothing. Your daughters might turn to other men to fill that hole. Your sons might just start rebelling against authority just to try to get your attention. And if they don't get it, then they might run with a rebellious crowd. All in attempts to fill that hole in their heart, in their soul. So don't ever leave that gap. Don't ever leave that hole there. Make sure that you fill it. Look, and I'm not talking about buying stuff for your kids. Stuff doesn't fill the hole in their heart any more than it fills the hole in yours. So don't do that. What they really need is you as their parent. Or as their grandparent. And here's another thing. There's kids that come to Parkway Fellowship that don't have a parent that's involved in their life and doesn't really care that much about them. I mean, it's true. And so here's the thing. When you volunteer in our kids' ministry and in our youth ministry, you become the adult that they look to to fill that hole. So here's the thing. Is there room in your heart to fill the hole in theirs? Is there room in your heart to fill the hole in theirs? Because if you would volunteer in our youth ministry, in our kids' ministry, then when you run across one of these kids, you could do one of these ropes for them and help them see that God loves them and believes in them and has great plans in store for them. And who knows what God might do through that kid because of you. Now, you might not have had parents that did any of this stuff for you. You might have grown up with a hole in your heart, with a hole in your soul. Because you had a dad that never told you he loved you, or that you could never do anything perfect for your parents, and all they did was criticize. And you have tried to fill that empty place with so many things in your life. Or, you know what, or maybe you had great parents Maybe your parents were just amazing and you ran away from them anyway and tried to fill that gap in your life and in your soul with anything and anyone that you could possibly find. Here is the mystery of God. He can fill that hole no matter how long it's been there or how you have tried to fill it and never been able to. God can fill that hole. Now, if you're already a Christ follower, what you might need to do, literally, you might need to go home and you might literally, you might need to get down on your knees and you might need to, in a very symbolic way, hold your hands up to God and say, God, I need you to fill this gap, this hole in my heart, in my soul. I need you to fill it. And you might need to pray that prayer over and over and over again, but I can promise you there will come a day when God will do it. He will fill your heart with so much peace, so much love, such a sense of fulfillment and acceptance that it will fill a gap for you. Now, if you're not a Christ follower, you know, maybe you're not sure if you're a Christ follower, Becoming one is the first step. And you do that by asking Jesus Christ to come into your life to forgive you for everything you've ever done and then pledge your life to following him. Have you ever done that? Have you ever asked Jesus Christ to come into your life to forgive you for everything and then follow him? Doesn't mean you're going to be perfect, but it means you're going to give him your best. If you've never done that, that's where you need to start. There's a sample prayer at the bottom of your message notes. I'm going to give you a chance to pray it in just a second. But right now, I want everybody, find your connection card, and let's take some next steps together. Perhaps it's this first next step. Send me a link to the ropes for kids and teens. We're in the process of finishing uh, the videos and putting them online. When we're finished with them, we'll send you a link if you'll check this box. Now look, make sure that your name and your email is on the front of the card. It doesn't do me any good if I can't read it. So don't write it so you can read it. Write it so I can read it, okay? Make sure your email's on there. Next, I will do a rope for each of my kids in the next two months. You have until Thanksgiving, or maybe even the week of Thanksgiving if you need to. But do it in the next two months for your kids. Or maybe if you're a grandparent, do it with your grandkids. Sometime in the next two months, do a rope. Because here's the deal, if you don't do it in two months, you won't do it. So would you make your commitment to do that? We're gonna teach you how to do it, okay? Next, send me the sign up link for the Parent Summit on October 12th. Next Sunday afternoon from one to four at the West Park campus, that's this campus, we will be doing um, the Parent Summit and we'll have all the breakouts to tell you exactly how to do every single rope. It's $25 to come, but that's for your family, for both parents to come. 25 bucks and we'll feed you lunch. We'll give you everything you need. I'm telling you, it's gonna be great. All right, next. I will bless each of my kids, both verbally and specifically, that when you bless them, that you would do it out loud and you'd be specific. Would you do it? And maybe that's with your grandkids too. Would you make sure you do that? Next. Email me info about volunteering in the kids and student ministries. If there's room in your heart to help fill the gap in one of those kids' hearts, check that box. And we'll email you all the options and we'll figure out what place to serve best fits you and your personality. Next, I will ask the Lord to fill the gap in my heart and soul with more of himself. Even if you think your spiritual life's going pretty good, you might need to check that box and just be vulnerable and ask God to fill you with more of him. Next, I will pray the prayer to become a Christ follower today for the first time in my life. If you check that box and you pray this prayer, I also want you to pick up a new believer packet. It's on the table just before you walk outside of each one of these doors, snag one on your way out today. Right now, everybody, bow your head, close your eyes. I want to give you a chance to pray and ask God to help you follow through with these next steps. Father, I want to say thank you for giving us a roadmap for doing these rite of passage experiences and for how you've used them in, over the centuries in, in so many other cultures to help kids take on more responsibly for their own lives. And so I ask that you would help us to fight the trend in our culture, to embrace what you say to do, and that you would help every parent, every grandparent that's listening Live, or is listening online or to recording, that you would use this message to give them a vision for what you would want to do in their kids' lives through a rite of passage experience. And you would use those to put knots in the rope so those kids could go higher and farther in life than they ever thought. So bring us back safely next week to hear more. And I ask you to do all of this in the great name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com or facebook.com parkwayfellowship. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more. It is available both in the Apple App Store and Android's Google Play.